0: Okay, uh, hey everybody. Uh, John, chapter seven. Um, let me uh, let me first address the sunglasses. Um, I am I am not going for a new look. Um, I am not having a midlife crisis. I am not hungover. I did not get punched in the face. I did not buy a convertible. Um, I I have an infection in my right eye, and it is gross, and it is super distracting. And this morning. Um, on on the way to school, my, my son told me on the car ride that um, I, I needed to wear sunglasses for the recording because my eye is, he said, really gross and that he struggles to make eye contact with me and it's all he can think about when I talk. So, um, message received. Um, I, I really, really would like for this sermon to be about Jesus and not about my crusty eyeball. So, I'm I'm going with I'm going with the shades and I don't know if it's the right call or not, but we'll we'll see. Um anyway, uh this actually works out well though because uh the, the intro to my sermon is about how I'm getting old and falling apart. So um uh, maybe it works. Um I, I'm thirty nine years old, um, which is fun because uh that's that's young to some folks and it's like Full-on decrepit uh, to other people. Um, sometimes, for real, like I'm I'm the token young guy in the room. Uh, but also, like m- my children are amazed that I managed to get my decrepit body out of the bed every morning because of my advanced years. And so, um, I actually I kind of think everybody's right. Um, it's 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 both. Um, uh, I'm I'm young and active, and I can I can do whatever I want to do. Um, except for open my right eye at the moment but in general I can do whatever I want to do um, but at the same time I'm like I'm kind of falling apart um, and I, I think I think that's what 39 is 39 apparently um, is the age of the mysterious and untraceable injury so um, my yeah, my wrist I think is finally healed but um, it's it's been jacked up for weeks um, and what's weird about that is, I have no idea what happened to it, like nothing, nothing happened. Um, there, there was a time that I had to get injured in order to have an injury, but, but no more. Just, just going about my day is all that it takes uh, for me to get injured, perhaps even uh, badly. But um, anyway, it, this, that's not like entirely shocking. Here's why, if, if, if you think about it, um, just going about your day is, is like a war. Um, have you, have you ever thought about like just how your body moves? Like just, just to get you up in the morning is a battle, uh, against, uh, gravity and inertia. And that's true. Even, even if you aren't sleepy, um, thousands of muscles throughout your entire body have to, um, contract and, and flex, uh, just, just to pull your frame out of one position and into another Position and like that's just to move and and to walk. I think about that. You got thousands of, of muscles working together, um, uh, lifting and 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 pushing and pulling and and straining and flexing just um, just to take a single step. It's a it's a battle for your muscles to take those like our rigid bones and and move you anywhere. Um, and actually that. So of concept is, is kind of the organizing thought for this series, which is called uh, Sinew and Bone, thinking about the way we move. And we are brilliantly designed uh, to move, our bodies are, but it, but it takes work, it takes, it takes conflict, it's, it's push and it's pull and it's strain uh, and it's, it's flex, it's, uh, it's, it's movement through conflict and it's work um but it's good it's good you can get up and walk across the room um and that's a good thing for you to do you should do that but it can only happen through through tension all right sinew and bone it's work it's strain but it's good um and it's the only way don't miss this the only way you can move forward is through that struggle um uh, we've already started to see this in the previous chapters, but in john uh, seven eight and nine conflict just follows jesus everywhere and and the tension it it's it's constant and if you think about it, Jesus is teaching it 's this wild combination of of like higher standards than people have ever even imagined. So they were used to the, the teaching in the law of Moses. So Moses said, don't kill. But Jesus said, you're supposed to love your enemies. And the law says, don't commit adultery. Uh, but Jesus said, don't even commit adultery in your mind. And the law says to tithe. Uh, but Jesus said, I actually want you to lay absolutely everything at my feet. And so he's like, he's like cranking up. The challenge and raising uh, the standard, but at the at the same time, like he's he is like flooding people in a kind of grace and mercy and welcome that like they honestly can't even compute. He's he's demanding righteousness and he is pouring out forgiveness at the same time, and it's this collision of worlds. And, And if you think about it, these these people were used to uh, like a very complicated system of, of rituals in order to be pure. And, um, and they're used to a, a very punitive sacrificial system to, to pay for their sins. And then here comes Jesus and he's running around forgiving and healing everybody who has a sincere heart and a drop of faith. Um, and he's saying that the prostitutes and the tax collectors are better off than the priests, and, and he just ruffles all the feathers. There is so much conflict everywhere he goes. Now, um, think about this. Um, sometimes uh, we we experience conflict because we're being jerks, <laughs> and, and we're not being agreeable or, or reasonable people or peacemakers, but um, sometimes we experience conflict um, because we're living out the values of a kingdom that is not of this world. And, and Jesus, he just lived in that kind of tension. It was everywhere all the time, because as we said earlier, that's that's the only way forward. Sinew and bone, uh, tension and strain, push and pull. Listen, um, hear me on this. If, if you avoid tension at all costs, then you will end up stuck, and and very soon. Okay, um, Jesus is he's the greatest peacemaker who ever lived. But um, if you'll if you'll allow me to be cheesy about this, um, he was not a peace faker. Okay, like if there wasn't peace, um, he didn't fake it because he intended to bring real peace. And on on every page of the Gospels, as you read it, you will find Jesus in conflict with the strongholds of evil in this world. And we see it lots in these chapters. Let me read you the first few verses of John chapter 7, verse 1. After this, Jesus traveled around Galilee. He wanted to stay out of Judea where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. So lots of conflict there. Uh, But soon it was time for the Jewish festival of shelters, and Jesus' brothers said to him, leave here and go to Judea where your followers can see your miracles. And this is dripping with sarcasm, by the way. You can't become famous if you hide like this. If you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. And verse 5, for even his brothers didn't believe in him, so we've got Jesus, and he's he's just trying to lay low for a little bit on the fact, on account of the fact that so many people are trying to kill him, and so he goes home, which you would think would be a safe place, and instead he gets openly mocked uh, by his brothers. This is something that I think is overlooked, which is that Jesus was at times ridiculed, um, even by his own family. And at one point, guys, like even his mama thought he was nuts. And it's like, come on, not mom. Um, But this is part of what Jesus had to endure. Um, But look closely at his response because it's significant. Verse six, Jesus replied, now is not the right time for me to go, but you can go anytime. The world can't hate you, but it does hate me. It's very simple because I accuse it of doing evil. Um, his his point here is uh, really simple. Um, if you uphold a standard, uh, people just won't like it, all right? Even if you keep it to yourself and don't try to force it on anyone in any way, people will still feel accused just by the standard you uphold. And that's what Jesus says. He says, people have to hate me because I'm teaching the truth. Um, and he's plenty clear about this as well, that, that if we If we join him, if we go the way of Jesus ourselves, then that tension is going to come our way. In fact, um, later on in chapter 15, same book here, verses 18 and 19, Jesus says this. He says, if the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. Listen, I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you um yeah it's just the facts and uh we, we've talked about this a, a lot over the years satan is the prince of the power of the air uh john wrote later actually in first in john his letter that the whole world is under the control of the evil one so like it's inescapable um when we leave the counter kingdom and enter the true one then there will be struggle um and this tension, by the way, it just continues throughout the entire chapter. So, like, after the struggle with his brothers, uh, Jesus goes and teaches in the temple, and then that causes a huge rift and more struggle, because some people are saying he's demon possessed, and some people say he's the Messiah, and the Jewish leaders are still running around trying to arrest him and kill him, and so it, and everybody's debating, and Jesus is just teaching the truth, and really, that's, that's the problem all along. Um, Uh, We've been uh, talking about the reason for this uh, quite a bit lately, which is that Jesus demands a choice. So if he claims to be the Son of God and the Savior of the world, the whole world, um, then you have to either bow your knee and, and give him your everything, or you have to denounce him outright as a liar or a lunatic. No other options make sense, because Jesus, because of his uh, messages, he is inherently um, divisive. He's inherently all or nothing. Um, now, let me quickly point out two things Jesus says about this here in chapter 7, and then we'll, then we'll wrap up. Um, the first um, is in verse 17. He says, anyone who wants to do the will of God will know whether my teaching is from God or merely my own. Um, don't, don't run past this, uh, because it's actually, it's actually like the key to joy, and um, here's why. Uh, when, when Jesus, like we said, demands that choice, um, it just creates loads of tension, and he's clear about that. Um, uh, the Bible often um, compares it to death, to to surrender, to wave the white flag, to give over control of your whole life. It's it's accepting defeat that you cannot save yourself, um, that you can't do it on your own. And it is. It's a kind of death. But on the other side of that death is resurrection and and from that the kind of victory that everybody longs for in this world and and that the many 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 blessings that come from knowing Jesus hear me, they are all on the other side of fully surrendering to him like it it's it is so good to know and follow jesus it is it is joy and peace and and it is hope that no one has ever been able to understand or comprehend or explain. And and, and the fact is, so many people complain that Christianity doesn't do uh, what you know it promises, or it doesn't deliver on those promises. But the fact is, most people never really walk through the conflict of true surrender um, in order to get to um, the 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 um, in order to get to the the real victory and peace that comes on the other side of that surrender. It's it's the way verse 17 says, uh, the ones who actually do the will of God are the ones who find out um, that this is all so legit. Um, and secondly, let's look at verses 37 to 39. Um, if you read the chapter, um, what you're going to see is that there's actually not a lot of teaching in this chapter. It's mostly uh, Jesus talking about who he is, saying who he is, and then people arguing about whether or not they should believe him. Um, but in these verses, Jesus teaches something and it's so, it's so simple and so profound. uh, We just, we just can't miss it. So here we go. uh, Verses 37 to 39. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink, for the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Verse 39, when he said living water, don't miss this, he was speaking of the Spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him, but the Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. This is a reference to Acts chapter 2 in the day of Pentecost. Now, um, Jesus said that, that when we believe, we get this thing called living water and it's and it's like this never ending river that actually flows from within you um and then and then john goes on to explain that this this river is actually it's actually the holy spirit that lives inside of each one of us um we've been talking a lot about obedience um the last several weeks a lot more than usual i realize but uh the fact is um uh Obedience is hard and we're weak and we struggle and we fail and and we we turn away and we miss the point um, I, I've been talking about o- obedience and you might be hearing that and responding by saying you know what like I'm, I'm actually trying really really hard but i I can't do it uh, and if that's the case you're not alone and I want to remind you of Romans 8 uh, 26, where it says that the Holy Spirit helps us in our Weakness. We need that help. Surrender is hard. Obedience is hard. We cannot do it on our own. But the Spirit of God lives inside of us. We don't white knuckle our way to obedience. We rely on Him. We rely on the Spirit of God Himself that lives inside of us. Now, um, to close, I, I just, I just want to make sure that you heard what Jesus said about how you get this gift. He said, this one, this is verse 37, anyone who is thirsty. So any, anybody who truly wants it gets it. The only qualification is to want it. So, so Jesus shouts out to us today as he did then, um, anyone who is thirsty may come. Um, all, all you have to know is that you want to be with me and all you have to do is come. And and the rest, the rest will follow. Um, just think about this. How how thirsty we are or are not um, is a direct correlation to how clearly we see. Um, if we are longing for Jesus, that means we're seeing Him clearly. And if we don't long for Him, then we are not seeing Him clearly. And that, that's why Jesus said that those who are thirsty... Um, um, and, and those who are obedient are the ones who experience joy and freedom in this life because those are the ones who experience true and ongoing life with him on this side of eternity. Um, think, about it, think about it this way. Uh, if, if I knock on your door um, wanting to come in and you say, uh, Aaron may come in, but MacArthur, you may not, um, then we've we've got a problem there, right? Um I, I can't come in as Aaron, but not MacArthur. I'm Aaron McCarter. All right. Um in in the same way, guys, Jesus knocks on our door and he says, I am Christ the Lord. May I come in. And we can't say, Christ may come in, but not Lord. You know, Savior may come in, but not King. God but not father if if he comes in he comes in as the lord of our everything and, and we must surrender and that creates conflict a choice it's it's tension we have to lay down our rights give over leadership of our lives and place it in his hands alone but again sinew and bone this is this is how we Move forward um because from that death, and it is a death, but from that death comes life and 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 freedom and peace and joy um so look if 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 you know him as Christ but not Lord, um then you don't know him yet he's he is still outside knocking, waiting to be let in but i i I want to assure you now that he's still out there knocking, still waiting to be let in for you to for you to welcome him in as both Christ and Lord as both your savior and as your king Amen